From the Breslin Center to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30 a.m. The views and positions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of the game 7.30 a.m. Some may find the content of this program controversial or offensive. Put on your big boy pants and buckle up. This isn't a safe space for weak takes or whining. You can say that this sports radio show is offensive-minded. Call the show at 517-300-4263. Text or call us through the game, 7.30 a.m. Message the game, 7.30 a.m. on Facebook. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back again. Feeney's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Here's your host and professional Hellraiser, Beanie You know the dig here. It's um, Bean Counter Contest edition of the show. Chance for you to win a $25 gift certificate to the Nut House of Downtown Lansing just by accurately predicting the total combined points between Michigan State and its opponent this week, which is the Minnesota Gophers. That's tomorrow at 3.30. If anyone has the stomach to keep putting themselves through this, All right, so you give me the total points between the two tomorrow, 3.30 from Minneapolis. Without going over Price is Right rules, and whoever's closest will win a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse of Downtown Lansing, okay? And we'll do this all show. Here's all the ways to get your picks in. Ready? 517-342-63. That's the phone line. You can always email the program, beanie at wvfnam.com. Use Facebook, too. Send us a message or post a comment on our Facebook page. Find us on Facebook to do that just by searching for us. Search for The Game 7.30 a.m. Or you can use the free Game 7.30 a.m. app. Click chat in the main menu, and that'll send over a free text message to us. 
That's another way for you to get in your pick. Michigan State, Minnesota, total points without going over for a chance to win a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse of Downtown Lansing. Okay? And all of those different methods are also your your avenues for participating in the discussion today, getting in your hot takes, weighing in, posting me up, whatever it may be. Dr. J is here. Hi. Hello. Well, how's it going? Pretty good. It's Friday. Always love a Friday. You know, it never changes. Hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I've never had a show where I, I come in and I have enough time before <laughs> we go on air. Why is that? I think that's just life. There's never enough time. I've even built in more time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I start doing things sooner. It just, I, I don't think it matters. I feel like what what's going to happen is I could add like four more hours to get everything done that I need to get done. And what will happen is I'll just keep adding things to get done right. so that they will never be done in a fast enough time so as to feel comfortable. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Just never changes. Anyway. Nope. Hey, speaking of things that never change, <laughs> what are you laughing about? You don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't know. That was just a really good transition. Do you have some inkling what I'm about to mention? Uh, Michigan State football? Nope. Oh, okay. But I'm assuming that will come up at some point today. (laughs) I'm thinking about things that never change. And something that definitely never changes and certainly hasn't recently is right in line with its legacy And today was on full display. The Michigan State University Board of Trustees. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What happened now? I mean, they had their first meeting since it erupted into chaos on Sunday with one trustee making public a letter of allegations calling for the resignation of the board chair, Rima Vassar. Right? We talked about that on this show on Monday. Mm -hmm. They had their first meeting since all of that. What an absolute bleep show. What an embarrassment train wreck. You name it, that's what they are. I'm just going to summarize what's taken place with the MSU Board of Trustees earlier today. Nice little nutshell version, okay? For one, I guess they had a private session first and went in closed session. And Diane Byram, who's been on the board, seems like forever and was one of the trustees who joined Brianna Scott earlier this weekend, calling for Vassar to step down as board chair and to be removed from the board if she won't. Uh, She called for a vote to remove Vassar in closed session. They didn't have the votes to get it done. In order to do that, by the way, (laughs) in order to, for the board to remove someone from the board itself, there are eight seats on the board, right? Mm -hmm. You need six people. That means you can only afford to lose one. Oh, boy. Well, Vassar's obviously not going to vote herself out. Mm-hmm. So there's your one. You can't have anyone else. Why even hold the vote? Because you knew Denno, he came out in the media on Sunday and said he supported Vassar. So, of course, he wasn't going to vote her out. Just a stupid exercise. It's so dumb. Not that uh, they abide by the laws of common sense, though. <laughs> anyway, that was the first thing. Then when the actual regular meeting took place in the public, all of this came out. There are waterworks. Brianna Scott's like crying about being bullied and 
and stuff. And oh my God. And Rima Vassar digs her heels in and says, so many allegations have been lobbed at her and that she's committed to transparency and they're lying about her. Then Sandy Pierce, who's one of the newer trustees, she was appointed to the board to fill the spot that, um, I forget the guy's name who resigned within the last year, but Sandy Pierce takes the floor basically to condemn the rest of the board who's been fighting in the public this week. And then the bleep cherry on this bleep Sunday, Denno tries to set, he, he tries to call for a motion to release the 6,000 documents slash emails in the Larry Nasser case that's been a point of contention for a while. He tries to call for a motion to release those, to make that public. Mm-hmm. So he calls for a motion. He needs someone to second it so they can get it on the agenda. And then the parliamentarian on the board, you know, the person who advises whether things can be done or not, steps in and says, actually, you can't legally do that in the meeting, Dennis. Just what a complete embarrassment. Oh, boy. From top to bottom. I used to have to cover these things when I was a reporter. Now, those were much more... um, What's the word? They were happier times, that's for sure. Things were, compared to this, peaceful. But... Today, that board meeting was just, it was the perfect encapsulation of the pathological dysfunction that this group has had for generations. Just what an absolute embarrassment. And not encouraging to me, by the way. Not just because I'm an alum, but, um, you know, they're trying to hire a president and a football coach at the same time. And these are the people that are in charge of it. <laughs> Not exactly encouraging. No, that doesn't inspire confidence. Man, we need to change how these people are put there. And I know that's a tired old take that has not gotten anywhere. But come on, man. This is ridiculous. I'll read you some of David Jesse's tweets about it. He was there covering it. David Jesse is like the higher ed reporter for the free press. We've had him on the show before. Longtime MSU board member Diane Byram says she brought forward a resolution to remove Rima Vassar from the board during private meeting this morning. It didn't get three votes. It needed six. <sighs> Trustee Brianna Scott crying as she defends her decision to send the letter outlining allegations against Rima Vassar. Says she's been threatened and called vile names. Quote, had I not stood up, we would have continued in this chaos. Um, look, I don't disbelieve what she put out there. In fact, I'm inclined to believe her allegations. <laughs> but uh, let's not characterize this as Brianna, Spot, Brianna Scott did something heroic by airing this dirty laundry in public. And that that somehow all of a sudden ended the chaos on the board. It didn't. It just protracted it. New MSU board member Sandy Pierce, appointed in January by the governor, says she's embarrassed by the actions of her fellow trustees this past week. Says it should have stayed internal and not been out in public. Well, that wouldn't exactly be in line with the history of this board, though, Sandy. You got a lot to learn. Trustee Dennis Denno just filed a motion to release all 6,000 Larry Nasser scandal emails. Administrators and some board members said per board bylaws, he can't make a motion from the floor that wasn't on the approved agenda for the meeting. What a cast of complete ingrates. 
you know, there's enough lawyers in that room. You know, you'd figure they'd be able to know the basic rules of what they can and can't do. What an embarrassment. Oof. Anyway, 517-342-63. I think this is Craig and Lansing, right? It is Craig and Lansing. Hi, Craig. Yeah, the board is... The board's an embarrassment. Let's face it. They like to air out all their little dirty laundry because they think they can they can pin it on somebody or they want to blame somebody. I think the other thing that's really disheartening is, you know, to watch a little bit of it this afternoon, it was it was all about feeling feelings, emotions. <laughs> it's not about what's best for university. Right. It's about you made me feel this way or or I'm upset about this or, or about that. It's it's just become so unprofessional um I, I don't think these people should be volunteers they should be vetted they should be appointed um before a, a, a review board of some sort for collegiate um boards and trustees across the state not everybody because they want to be on the board should get to be on the board yeah it's just unfortunate the way we select them because then it becomes part of the you know, two-party poisonous system um, in our country. And that's part of why the board is so damn dysfunctional. But I, I look, I don't know how we fix it, Craig, because this is not a new topic, as I'm sure you're well aware. Um, in a common-sense-driven well, world, wouldn't the people who decide who, who make the biggest, you know, directional decisions about Michigan State University be the stakeholders most affected, namely students and faculty? Well, you, you would think that by volunteering... They would have the university's best interest at heart, not their own or not not because of their party affiliation, right? So You would think. But, you know, it, again, it's the same thing. The board should not be so publicized. The board, you should never know who or anything about what the board is doing. They're supposed to be in the background, not the forefront. Totally with you, man. And I look... It is an unpaid volunteer gig, but they do. The, the reason why these are coveted spots is because there's a lot of perks, right? You get to uh, oh, travel to the games. Yeah, you get to rub elbows. You get to feel important. And some people use it as a launching point for a bigger political career. Other people use it to wind down from a bigger political career, like Diane Byram, for example. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm just, remember when Rick Snyder was governor, and I'm not trying to get political, but he had that emergency manager law where he could basically pick someone to come take over a town. I, I wish we could do that for Michigan State's board. Can we have an emergency manager take over? Like, I don't, make Izzo the emergency manager to run the MSU board. Well, it's so dysfunctional amongst themselves. How are they ever going to be able to pick a president who's going to do what's best for the university with strong leadership that's needed mm -hmm. and, and a football coach, for goodness sakes. The last, the last thing I'll just say is yeah. it's interesting about how on Monday morning when the talk show started that everybody called the scandal at U of M a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been oh, look, we've gone through several different phases of the U of M fan cycle this week. First it was nothing burger, then we went to everybody does it, then we went to well he was just acting alone and now we've gone to you know what stage we're at now? We're at this stage. Well, that's that's because now there's the FBI involved. <laughs> now they're trying to find out if he was selling these this information to other schools and profiting that way to fund it. Yep. it. It'll be interesting to see how it all works out. But I, anybody that thinks that Harbaugh is not culpable in any way must be 
on medications better than the rest of us. Thanks for the call, Craig. I appreciate it. Oh, actually, Craig, did you want in the, um, the, the, the drawing sure. total combined points state and Minnesota without going over? Sure, 35. You got it. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's been a rough few days for the, oh, this is no big deal and everybody does it crowd. Mm-hmm. Rough couple of days for them. So let me recap where we are with that. Dr. J, this is where we are in the U of M slash Harbaugh cult response cycle. When the story broke eight days ago, oh, it's no big deal. This is way overblown. This is nothing. Right. The next day, as more allegations came out and Michigan suspended the guy, Connor Stallions, we went to everybody does it. Okay, over the weekend, as even more came out, we moved on to, well, he was clearly a lone actor. There's no way Harbaugh or anyone else knew or were involved. And now where we are, we're at the deafening silence slash ad hominem attack phase. So there's either no engagement on this from the Walmart Wolverine segment, or as I've experienced in the last few days, when this is brought up with them, they just want to deflect and call you names. Right. Well, that's all they can do. They have no leg to stand on. Look, man, when you, when you get to ad hominem phase in anything, and look, I like talking trash as much as the next guy, but when someone brings up something and pins you and holds you to account on something you said before in light of developments that are uh, clearly proving you wrong, and your response is not accountability, but ad hominem attacks, you might as well put on a big billboard across your forehead that says, I'm too dumb to make a better argument, and I'm incapable of critical thought and or responsibility for the things and people I like. Therefore, I'm going to call names like a kindergartner, someone with whom I share a mental capacity. Mm -hmm. That's a big billboard. You would need Lester Holt's forehead. <laughs> For that. Yes, you would. According to you and other people earlier mm -hmm. this week. 517-342-63. Joe and Lansing has been waiting. Joe, hang on, Joe. I screwed up the phones. Joe, can you hear me? Gotcha. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'll take 34, mine score. Uh, yeah, I think that, right? Yep, you're good. Yep, you're good. Go ahead. So, uh, I just can't, you know, I mean, I really, I would like to get into that Harbaugh thing, but man, I just... You know, I well, just, go ahead. Uh, I, no, no, I don't want to get into it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's what everybody wants to talk about. You I, just said you I really left. want to get into it. <laughs> I, no, I, said I, didn't really, I said I didn't really want oh, to get into okay. it. No, I'm sorry. I must have misunderstood me. But I want to talk about, like, um, so there's uh, how many unbeaten teams in the NCAA football? There's, like, eight or nine. Oh, man, I just had this up on my screen. Um, I don't You know who's not getting any coverage is Air Force. When's the last time a military I academy was, like, eight? No. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. God, ooh, ooh, yeah, that's, 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 yeah. They get no pub. Know. You'd think we would celebrate that, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, here, Georgia. here are your undefeated teams off the top of the rankings. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma, Air Force, James Madison. Okay, and that's, I'm going to stop right there because I don't care about anyone else who's 7-0. <laughs> yeah, James Madison. Uh, and Georgia's playing at Florida, right? Um, well, it's it's in Jacksonville. It's technically a neutral site, but yes. Okay. Uh, you know, that could be a tight one there. I think Georgia's only getting like 14, I believe. They're laying 14 points. That's a lot in a rivalry game. 
Yeah, that's true. That that, that is true. But uh, you know, I was just kind of looking at maybe one, you know, you know, a team, you know, like a top four team going down, or uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's it's college football, so it's it, technically by the end of the year, there's only four teams left that are undefeated anyway, isn't there? Yeah, generally. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, uh, just. As far as the the Michigan State thing, Mm -hmm. like somebody, Jim said this morning that um, that they should have somebody that is like by December first to uh, have everything squared away. That's got to be a a pretty good good assumption on that because uh, yes, that's what I've heard too. I've heard that they want the coach introduced by the end of the first week of December. Is that okay? Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean. Yeah, how does this coach uh, do the portal? How does he recruit? Is, is he against the portal? Is he? Are they going to fund portal? him in the portal? That's the bigger question, right? Yeah, and uh, how many? What, what kind of name, image, and likeness things that they're going to get for the team? Yeah, and, uh, what's his NIL budget going to be? Yeah, these are all big yeah. questions that they've got to answer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, well, hopefully. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I don't. I don't see us winning another game flat out. I'm sorry, Bean. I know. I. I well, well, you're don't. a Michigan fan anyway. You're a Michigan fan anyway. So <laughs> wait a second. Are you are you making a joke? No, no. I'm just saying that you could. It wouldn't. It wouldn't matter to you. You could probably. You know. Uh, Do you really think I'm a Michigan I, fan? Uh, I thought you were a Michigan fan, dude. I went to Michigan State. No, did you really? Oh, I thought you went to Michigan. Okay. No, I'm I was sorry. in the band at Michigan State. <laughs> what? Really? You're confusing oh me with God. someone else. I mean, yeah, I oh. know I'm pretty harsh on state, but I'm also well, yeah. pretty harsh on yeah. anyone. <laughs> right? I, I totally, I 100% apologize. I thought you went to Michigan. Yeah. That I, was the meanest thing anyone has ever said to me. And, and you know, my <laughs> deepest apology. It's yeah, okay. that one hurts. It's okay. It's all right. Actually, I, I appreciate it. Um, you got, did we get his pick? Yeah, we got your pick, right? Yep. 34, okay. 34. All right. You're all, all right. set. Have a good week. Thanks, man. Sorry, buddy. No, that's all right. Appreciate it. Actually, you know what? In all seriousness, Dr. J, I do like that. And I'm going to save that call and use that as evidence because that shows me I'm doing my job right. When both fan bases hate me. Right. And think I'm just some big blowhard idiot. <laughs> that means I'm doing the job right. And I, always, I felt that same way as a, as a reporter when the right wingers and left wingers both hated me. Mm, okay. One time, one story I wrote, I'll never forget. It doesn't matter what it was. It was a political story. The first comment said, typical left-wing BS from this writer. Mm -hmm. And the very next comment said, I don't expect anything other than this right-wing propaganda from this guy. (laughs) And my, my, I responded with the third comment. And I said, these two comments show that I am doing my job well. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way. When I have both fan bases accusing me of being a fanboy for the other... That means I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Because that response, and Joe wasn't doing that, by the way. He was just saying, I thought you were a Michigan fan. But I mean, look, go on our Facebook page at the game 730 a.m., uh, search for the game 730 a.m. on Facebook. And I put that post up yesterday just asking, do you think Harbaugh finishes the season out on the sideline for Michigan? Or will he be fired slash suspended before it's over? And the comments, there are so many comments that say, Beanie, you are the absolute worst you're such a sports radio hack. You're the worst thing to happen to Lansing Sports Radio. How do you have this job? You're such an idiot. I got all of these comments, right? Mm-hmm. The one thing all of those comments had in common 
the profile picture had something Michigan related in it. Oh, right. Shocking. Now, let's let's go back like seven weeks. Remember before the season started, Tucker did that sit down interview with the State Journal where he just bitched and complained about all the things he didn't have. Mm-hmm. I put a similar thing up where I just said, season hasn't even started. This guy's already complaining and making excuses. Same thing happened. All of the comments that were negative about me, calling me a hack, saying I'm terrible, saying I don't belong on the airwaves, saying I'm an idiot, saying my takes are so uninformed, I'm the dumbest person on sports radio, had one thing in common. They all had green and white in the profile picture. Mm-hmm. So for those of you listening, and I know you are, who just can't quit me, first of all, I appreciate your pathology when it comes to me. I do, honest to God, I do. This sounds like a bit. No, I'm glad you hate me. I'm glad because it's the Howard Stern effect. You're listening because you hate me. Don't you realize I've won? (laughs) Don't you realize I'm in your head? Don't you realize you can't quit me? And when you come on to our Facebook posts to tell me how I obsess over your team, do you realize the cognitive dissonance going on in the vacuous space between your ears that should have a brain? The cognitive dissonance with some of you people, and I'm specifically talking about the Michigan fans of late, ought to be studied at the highest levels of higher education in this country. I've got Michigan fans coming onto our social media posts, which I don't even do, and they're saying, Beanie, you're so obsessed with Michigan, it's embarrassing. Says Michigan fan obsessively checking green and white themed sports radio station from East Lansing, Michigan. (laughs) Pot, meat, kettle. Mm -hmm. My point is, I'm doing something right when I got both of you mad at me. And all you're doing is complimenting me when you call it out. So please continue. 517-342-63. Ted in Lansing, is that you? It's me. How are you, Beanie? I'm good, Ted. What do you got for us today? Well, number one, I I love your show, and I like you. And it's about time your radio station had somebody that was pro-Michigan State instead of uh, some of the other people. The guy that's on the morning, uh, Joe's mixing it up. The guy that's really the Michigan fan is the guy in the morning. He's he's a closet uh, Wolverine. (laughs) You Uh, think Tim's a closet Wolverine, really? Absolutely. I think Mm. he wanted to go to Michigan with Brandstetter. And his dad wouldn't let him because he got free tuition at Michigan State. Ooh, a conspiracy theory. I'll run that by him yeah. and see what he says. <laughs> right. Run that by him. I, I'm talking to the radio, dear. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, that was my you, need, wife. you need to There's keep my... that woman under control. <laughs> I, that was no, so no. sweet. She, she, she controls me. Dr. J will know. <laughs> uh, so here's, here's my tidbit for the day, and I'll shut up and get off the air. The Board of Trustees does not have the power to remove a fellow trustee, period. You just just can't do it. The governor can. In the state constitution, the governor can remove somebody, but there has to be a dereliction duty, a negligence, and the person... And a hearing, right? And a hearing, thank you. And in my long history of being a lawyer and being in and around government, uh, I can only remember that happening once. It was with the mayor of Detroit, Kilpatrick, mm, yeah. and Grant Granholm removed him. 
and it was a long process. Yeah, and there was an administrative law judge involved, and it and the transcripts were nine nine days or something. Yeah, it was so a mess. It just it was a real mess. You just don't change those boards. Right. The only way you can change those three boards because you got to include Wayne State is to amend the constitution. And that's a pain you in the ass to do too. You got to get two thirds of the state legislature to approve it. Well, and then and then you've got to get the petitions to put it on the ballot right. if you're going to do a referendum. Which is what it's like. It's got to be. It's it's like um, half of the total votes cast in the last gubernatorial election, and you only get sixty days to gather them. Well, actually, I think it's the last secretary of state's results or something okay. weird like that. I'd so have to look at removing that the board member, then what was that vote they tried to get today where you need six out of eight? Is that just to knock someone out of the chair? I think that, well, it was either that, because I haven't looked at, you know, you can't get their minutes for several days under FOIA. Right. I just think they were either sending a resolution to the governor or trying to remove her as chair. Now, they probably have the right to remove her as chair because they elected her as chair. Uh, you right. probably got to follow so. Robert's rules of, uh, of, of, running, of running meetings. Uh, but, you know, the whole thing is a zoo. But I'm going to go back to something I said to you earlier in the week. Where is the public and the news media with the U of M regions? There's as yeah. many problems, if not more, at the University of Michigan and those regions down in Ann Arbor are sitting on their hands. Well, I'll give them credit, though, because they're better at uh, resisting, I guess, the temptation of, of a microphone or camera in front of their face. Our guys right. can't resist that. Theirs can. Maybe that's because Mark Bernstein is already on every other commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that might be some, that might have something to do with it. Um, what's your uh, pick right. before I get off the phone with you, Ted? Uh, 47 points. Dr. J says you got it. All right. Thanks for the call, man. I All appreciate right, thank it. Thank you. Uh, that's Ted in Lansing, Esquire, one of our lawyer listeners. Uh, callers, just hang on the line. I got to get a break. If I don't go to break now, I'll have to rush you and give you like 10 seconds. I don't want to do that to you. So hang on. I'll get to you on the other side. So offensive-minded. I'm Beanie. This is the Game 730 AM. Sure, you could listen to Static. <laughs> or you could get the free Game 730 AM mobile app in your app store today and listen longer without the interruptions from the static. Listen live to all your favorite moments in sports and hear all the action. The Game 730 AM app also has tons of great restaurant deals for you. It's waiting for you right now in the app store today. The Game 730 AM app is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. Hi. You might be mad at what he just said, but it's okay. He's ready for your opinions, too. Beanie Howell with Offensive Mind on Lansing's only sports station. The Game, 7.30 a.m. And we're back. That was a short distance dedication for Dr. J. I'm told you love this song. It's too loud. <laughs> You're an old soul. Not in a good way. It's too damn loud. Turn that racket down. That's too what loud. people were saying in the 60s. 
who were 60 plus at the time. <laughs> Just, you know, for context. Anyway, yeah, it's a bean counter contest edition of the program. Here's how that works. You give me the total combined points between Michigan State and Minnesota tomorrow's football game without going over and whoever's closest to accurate wins a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse in downtown Lansing. And I'd like to say thank you on behalf of Offensive Minded and the game 730 AM. Thank you to the Nuthouse for making that possible. Okay. You know all the ways to get in on that. So let me go out to the phone lines for Ray and Holt, who's been waiting patiently. Hi, Ray. Hey, how you doing today? I'm good, man. Let's get your pick before you weigh in on anything else so I don't forget. Okay, I was going to say 53. Is that available? You've got it. Cool. What else? All right, cool. And I was going to say that I think my dad was probably 40-something in the 60s, and he would have said that was too old, too. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have to be 60 to say that. Do you remember when that song was was new then? Yeah, I remember a lot of songs back then, (laughs) and that seemed... I took the year I was born, 53, as a number for tomorrow. So if I win, that will be an awesome thing. But um, I was just going to say that I'm anticipating or waiting for the World Series tonight to start. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the Lions on Monday can look like the team that I was hoping they would be and play a lot better than they did last week also. I suspect they will, man. Thanks for the call, Ray. Thank you much. Uh, hope to see you and everyone else listening out at Buffalo Wild Wings Monday for nachos and kneecaps live on location. Buffalo Wild Wings downtown East Lansing on Albert Avenue. We'll be on the air starting at 6 o'clock going to about 7.10. Nachos and kneecaps, of course, the Lansing area's own live and local Detroit Lions pregame show presented by Momentum Health Center in Mason. Hope to see you for our live show Monday the Devil's Night Monday Night Football Showdown, Lions and Raiders, Nachos and Kneecaps with yours truly, and Brock Palmbush, and I'm told the DeWitt Dream Steve Goff, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in East Lansing. Ooh, that's a big get. Six o'clock on Monday, okay? So come see us. Obviously, come see us for some compelling, hard-hitting, edgy Lions and NFL talk in general. Also come for great food and drink. Prizes, giveaway, swag, stay for Sin City flavored kneecaps, courtesy of Dan Campbell and the boys. You didn't mention I'll be there too. There will be some eye candy. (laughs) You can do some light trick-or-treating ahead Mm -hmm, of time mm -hmm. with some eye candy, courtesy of Dr. J. (laughs) I'm told you will be wearing uh, your Halloween costume. Yes. Which is sexy vampire. Yes. Large breasted, <laughs> bare chested no, vampire. No, I wouldn't go that far. Pale chested vampire. Well, I mean that, yes, but voluminously chested Victorian age vampire. Nobody said that. With low cut corset. I mean, yes. All right. Well, look, you sold me. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got some digital ones we need to catch up on here for the contest, Dr. J. Okay. UPS Paul and Hazlitt in the free game 730 AM app. He wants 57. He's got it. And he says, go green. I'll say, go white. (laughs) Eddie and Marshall wants 27. It's his. Well done, Eddie. And then Spinebender and Hazlitt in the free game, 730 AM app. Oh, you didn't get your pick in. Send us your pick, dude. But he says, we were talking earlier about how this entire football, really my entire run on the airwaves. I have done a good job of pissing off both Michigan and Michigan State fans. 
And to me, that is the sign of doing your job right in this industry, in this state in sports radio, that is. Spinebender says, some of your stuff irritates me too, but I love your take no prisoner style. How can I quit you? It's just like Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Yeah, well, first of all, I appreciate that. Thanks, Spinebender. And hey, send over your pick so we can get you into the, the contest here. Yeah, that's where I, I took that from. Uh, I wish, didn't he say, I wish I could quit you? I think so. I never watched the movie. Me neither. I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger, right? Something like that? I just remember it was very controversial. I think I was still in high school. It was early 2000s. Anyway, all right. I think I'm all caught up now. Wait, no. There's one in the email. Here we go. This is from the horse racing handicapper formerly known as Daily Double, now demoted to Steve from email. He says, I have to agree with you, Beanie. The MSU Board of Trustees is such a train wreck. What a mess. I would like to say things can't get worse, but they can and probably will. Oh, no. Uh, and then he wants 38. Uh, okay, he's got it. Cool. I Yes, yeah, I, do, I do think things on the board are probably going to get worse because they're basically having a civil war on the board right now. And what, like, what happens politically when some governmental body is trying to mount the votes to remove someone? What happens, Dr. J? Factions form. Mm -hmm. This board already had a problem with factions. So this isn't over. And yeah, it's, it's really, first of all, it's embarrassing because it's been going on forever. And there's a ton of negative media that comes with this kind of crap. And frankly, deservedly so. But that's not even what's really troubling me about that. Because that's just normal. I'm mm -hmm. used to that, unfortunately. That's not like a, new, that's not like a development. <laughs> the MSU board is fighting, infighting. No, the problem is they're hiring a president and, to me, more importantly, a football coach while this is going on. Mm -hmm. And I've told you from the get-go, that's one of my major concerns about this hire, is the board getting involved and meddling and screwing it up, just like they did last time. Aha. Uh -huh. That's a massive concern to me. So, yeah, I'm worried about the football coach hire because of them. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, have you gotten any update on my next football coach at Michigan State, Urban Meyer? <sighs> I just, I'm getting my hopes up. Yeah, that's specifically what I don't <laughs> want to happen. But have you heard anything? Well, yes, but not the kind of thing that I really want to get into. We haven't given an update in a while. You haven't given me an update. Come Look, on. I, I'm not bound by the guardrails of journalism anymore. But that doesn't mean I want to come on here and just parrot every little rumor and innuendo I'm told. Even when it's from people I trust who have been right virtually every time on something like this, as long as I've been in the business. I, I don't necessarily want to do that. Like, I, I know that's what everyone's doing on Twitter, and I know there's all these MSU fans turned wannabe sports radio slash podcasters. And by, I, that sounds negative. I shouldn't have said it like that. But that's fine. I think that's fine to do, and that's message board fodder, and that's great. And I like to read it too. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, man. I don't... Well, you don't have to do that. You can just do more generalities if you feel more comfortable with that. Speak in generality. You're asking me for updates. I can't just be like, yes, I got an update. Or like, Back leave, to you. leave out super specific details that you wouldn't be comfortable with. But, you know, give us something. Okay. You know what? Bleep it. Ooh. It's a bleeping Friday. Ha -ha. This fan base needs something. Yes, we do. 
but I do want to preface this by saying, like, listen, this ain't my first go around with something like this in my real career, my media career. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, this is the Urban Meyer thing is the weirdest situation I've ever been involved in. It is so freaking weird. Jim Comperoni apparently said that he, he said he has similar feelings about it, I guess. I saw someone tweet this out. I don't know if this is true, so if it's wrong, I'm sorry. But apparently Comp said that the urban smoke at Michigan State, he feels like he's trying to put together a puzzle in the dark. Mm. And that's a really good way to put it. Because I have a couple of sources that have been communicating stuff with me about specifically Urban Meyer Michigan State for a few weeks now. And these are very credible, reputable people who I've talked to for years. And I've gone to for years for all sorts of different things at Michigan State. These are connected people that I trust. Do they get things wrong? They have. Have they been like huge misses? No. But like they've, look, they're not in the room. But they're connected to people who are pretty damn close. Mm -hmm. And that's how this stuff happens. So that's how, like, how did, for example, how did people get it wrong last time that Luke Fickle was being reported as signing with Michigan State only for 12 hours later? He does a video with Cincinnati saying, I'm staying at Cincinnati. I told Michigan State no. How does that happen? Because the people we go to for source as sources sometimes, they're telling you what they're being told by people super intimately involved. They're not intentionally feeding us bad info. But sometimes things change really fast Mm -hmm. before you can get another update. I want to make that abundantly clear before I get into this, okay? Okay. To put that more plainly and in a more digestible oral form, I'll tell you the latest I've heard on Urban Meyer and Michigan State, but you need to understand the caveat that things change so fast. This is in real time. And my last update really was yesterday. And yesterday was really hard to get updates on this, by the way, compared to earlier in the week. Uh, take for that, take from that what you will. Does that mean something? Does it not? I don't know. I do know Urban Meyer has TV obligations later in the week every week. I suspect that has something to do with it. But it also could be... In coaching searches in general, not just at Michigan State, but in coaching searches, things get more and more compressed and closely guarded as they develop. It's harder to get info on something the closer it gets to happening or not happening. I'm telling you that because I want to make clear the fact that the spigot seems like it's it's start, starting to clamp down doesn't necessarily indicate, as some people I've seen on Twitter seem to think it does, that a deal is imminent. I do not believe that. Could it be? Sure, but I don't think that's the case. Other people say it means that the deal is dead. I don't believe that either. It could be. I just want to set that expectation before I get into this, okay? All right. Here's what I've been told, and I've corroborated this with two sources. The stuff I will share to you, share with you is stuff I've gotten from two sources that is that by the way are independent of each other and I know that for a fact and they're telling me the same thing maybe um, they use different words but the point is it's the same 
Right. I've obviously told you on the show before that the Urban Meyer thing was real in so much as he was here that month ago when that was reported by Bernie Frado and everyone crapped on that, including me. I later confirmed that, yes, and Graham has too, Graham Couch, other people have. The latest I got yesterday was that talks were further along than many in the public maybe thought and had been really ratcheted up in the last week. Does that mean negotiations? Well, I think it's important that both sources clearly um, and purposefully use the word talks. But, you know, they said the details had been discussed. Dollar figure for salary had gone. There had been some discussions about that and not in a contentious way. I was specifically told by both that Urban Meyer hasn't like given some astronomical figure. But, you know, that he knows what he's worth. And Michigan State said, okay, deal. I'm told that money was no object. That they are comfortable between the donors and MSU's actual admin. I'm told Michigan State is comfortable making him the highest paid coach, which means more than Saban, which would mean something over $12 per year, at least for now. I'm also told that money was no object when it came to NIL budget. Oh, that's good. I'm told that a big sticking point from Urban's side, Urban Meyer's side, is that he does not want to have to be involved in all the BS appearances and fundraising appearances, stuff like that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, in every college football coach's contract, there are mandated obligations for X amount of appearances per year for different university functions. For example, this is a horrible example, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. Mel Tucker, when he made the infamous phone call to Brenda Tracy, that happened while he was in Florida on a fundraising trip where he had to make a contractually obligated appearance at an MSU ag event. These are the kind of things nobody knows about that these guys have to do. I'm not saying feel bad for them because they get paid very well. But anyway, the point is, according to my sources, Urban Meyer doesn't want to have to do any of that. He doesn't want to have to do the show up at various fundraisers to try to drum up support for this college or, or this school within MSU, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't want to do any. He doesn't want to do the kissing babies routine. He just wants to be the football coach. That's what I'm told. Mm-hmm. I'm also told that Michigan State was receptive to that. Okay. This should come as no surprise, and I told you this when this all started, that I didn't think this was possible in the slightest because Urban Meyer runs his football program like a dictator. He did it at Florida. He did it at Ohio State. That's how it has to work for him. He has to have complete control with no meddlesome intervention from administration. That's how it's always been. And he is, he won't negotiate on that. I told you from the get-go, I don't think it's possible at Michigan State because of that, because of who we've we been talking about today, the board. The mm-hmm. board can't stay out of other people's business, right? Mm-hmm. That's why we're having this discussion in the first place. Otherwise, Luke Fickle would probably be here and we'd probably be pretty happy with the overall state and health of the program. But the board intervened and screwed it up. Anyway, uh, Urban Meyer has, I'm told, made that clear to Michigan State that he would need complete autonomy over the football program. I'm told Michigan State was okay with that. 
I'm told that the powers that be at Michigan State signed off on that and said, okay. Now, they say that. Will it happen? Those are two different things. But I'm told that they've, they've tried to make assurances that, yes, that's no problem. I'm told that where things left off yesterday, the biggest obstacle to this happening, again, was not money or anything like that. The, the biggest obstacle or hurdle, if you want to call it, I guess is two-faceted. One, that Urban Meyer needs to decide if he really does want to come out of retirement and coach again. And the second part of that first part is, if he does, is it at Michigan State? Like, he has to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Michigan State, according to my sources, have uh, has met him at every, I don't want to say demand, because my understanding is these, these talks have not been contentious in the slightest. It's been very much back and forth congenial. But my understanding is Michigan State has met every, everything he's said. Every request. Everything he's said he would need, Michigan State has said, we'll make it happen. So he needs to decide if he really wants to do this. And if he does, is it going to be, does he really want to do it at Michigan State? That's one. Mm -hmm. The other part is my sources didn't come out and say who specifically, but they said there's a family element involved. My first thought is, oh, my God, is it this BS stuff that the that flew in the media last time, like with Fickle's wife? You know, people put out there's reports out there that Mrs. Fickle had serious reservations about the campus culture, mm. which, um, by the way, mm, that's not what happened. But anyway, that's immediately what I thought. It's like, is this crap happening again? I was told, nope, it has nothing to do with Michigan State. It's more about him returning to coaching. And I said, OK, well, it's his family. Who? My sources wouldn't tell me. They were playing coy about it. But I think we can connect the dots on our own, read between the lines. Urban's children are adults. I doubt it's them. You want to go ahead and figure that out? Would it be his wife then? That's what I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. And that, that makes make sense. sense. I get it. He, the guy has had health issues, right? Mm-hmm and has admitted he was a workaholic in the worst way, like it affected obviously his health, but it also affected his family. So I'm assuming that's what that means. I don't know that, but I'm pretty confident mm -hmm. that it's his wife has reservations about him coming out of retirement. It's not a Michigan State thing. It's a, I don't know if I want him to come out of retirement thing and do this again, mm -hmm. because apparently they've had a very nice uh, lifestyle since he retired. I mean, he's making ton of money from Fox for just a few hours of work a week. Not that he needs it. He's already set for life. But yeah, I'm told things, they're pretty happy with their family life. And a return to coaching could upset that very happy lifestyle. In fact, it almost certainly would mm -hmm. because he'll be back to working 100 plus hours a week and never being around. So I'm comfortable telling you this. Why the hell not? I've already told you this much. Sources have said that that's the issue, that Urban Meyer's wife, Shelly, is, is concerned about his health and a return to football. But I've been told by them that she is not staunchly standing in the way of him returning, that she'll support him if he does. But if it were up to her, the understanding is he would keep doing what he's doing mm -hmm. because it's just been too good for them. Okay, that's my understanding. That's the major holdups right now or things that have to be ironed out. Logistically, I've been told that 
Michigan State wants a resolution one way or the other on the Urban Meyer, whatever you want to call it. I saw a comp calls it the Urban Meyer Project. That's good. I'll roll with that. Michigan State wants finality to the Urban Meyer Project one way or the other. I guess they were coming into this week wanting it resolved this week and expecting that as a goal this week, but now that's been changed to the end of next week. Mm. They could call it the White Whale Initiative. (laughs) Well, when Michigan went after Harbaugh, they called it Project Unicorn. Ah. Yeah, they need something like that. Yeah. Something, but it, it needs to sound like sinister. Oh. Because the whole thing about like everyone's painting this as like, Oh, it'd be such a PR hit for Michigan State. And, what you know, it, there's a movement online, like, saying raise the flag, like it's embracing the villainy. Something like that, like Project Omega. <laughs> that sounds cool. Does that sound villainy? Omega sounds intimidating, doesn't it? Like foreboding, mm. doesn't it? Not really. Well, anyway. So, yeah. Now, again, they came into this week thinking that it would be settled by the end of this week, but it hasn't. So that doesn't mean next week will happen either, but that's what they want. (sighs) I'll just tell you, like, I feel, I felt all along this had next to no shot of ever really happening. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I've softened in my stance because he's been here now. I'm told as recently as last week, he was here again. Okay. So um, that's at least two times. They've been talking seriously now for a week plus. I'm told. Obviously, there's at least somewhat a real chance. Like, this doesn't keep going like this if there isn't a real chance. But I also would caution people. There's a lot of people out there that think, and I've seen people actually, like people involved in the media tangentially or otherwise, saying that a deal is imminent. I do not believe that. I have not been told that. And if I had, I would still be incredibly skeptical. For a lot of reasons. One, why would, I I just, I don't think Michigan State is going to announce the coach in October. They hired a search firm that is, you know, looking into candidates. And um, that doesn't happen, that that just happened two weeks ago. They don't wrap in two weeks like that. Mm -mm. So I don't think that's going to be resolved like that. And... I also know, like, look, the Urban Meyer and Ohio State thing followed a very similar track. This went on for like two months. And as recent as like the day before Thanksgiving, he was saying, no, I'm not coming back to coaching. I'm not going to be the Ohio State coach. And then four days later on that Monday, he's introduced in Columbus. They waited till after the regular season ended. It's like this this um, decorum thing in the industry, these coaches don't want to like step on the toes of the interim staff. They think that's like a low move, I guess. Mm -hmm. And at that point, like Urban Meyer didn't want to do that to Luke Fickle, who was an Ohio State guy as the interim coach that year. I suspect at least some of that is involved here. You know, you don't want to upstage the interim staff at State just out of decency, a professional decency thing. I haven't been told that, but I suspect that's at least some part of it. What I'm saying is, I don't think they have to have it done soon. I have been told state, I said this yesterday, you guys know this. The expectation from state is to have a coach in place by no later than the end of the first week of December. Mm -hmm. That timeline still works for this. I've also been told Urban Meyer is not in a hurry. And I think that I haven't been told why, but I think that's because he wants to honor his commitment to Fox, Mm -hmm. which their coverage, their weekly coverage goes through 
conference championship weekend, which ends the first weekend in December. That lines up. That's fine. You can have a deal in place well before that, but not go public with it and take it to the board for final approval and all that till after that. So what I'm saying is the timeline still work out. Don't freak out over that. Now let's get to the million-dollar question. Beanie, what percentage chance do you give this? It's just been hard for me to believe from the outset. Has that changed? Yeah, because he's been here twice, at least according to people that I trust who would know. And they've talked seriously for a week plus now, like actually talked figures and stuff like that, not just salary, NIL budget, stuff like this, things he would need, assurances he would need. It's serious. You don't have those discussions if you're not at least seriously thinking, maybe I'll take this job. The thing is, though, people seem to believe if you're at that stage that you're all in, that you want the job. That's not necessarily true. I've done that in my life. I've gone through job interviews to the hilt, to the end where I'm offered the job. I go, I, this is just how I operate. I know other people do and don't. But when I'm offered a job, I always ask for the night to sleep on it and think about it, even if I know I'm going to take it, even if I know I'm not, just to give myself a little extra time. I've done that for jobs I had no interest in that I did for leverage purposes with my current job. I've done that for jobs that I really did want. I can't get between the guy's ears. I don't know if he really wants a Michigan State job. I don't. I don't. I do believe very firmly that he wants to coach again. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if he's passionate about the Michigan State job. Here's what I am confident telling you, though. This is the best way I can put it. I'll distill it down to one sentence. Here's all you need to know. If Urban Meyer wants to be the next Michigan State football coach, he will be. That's the story. That's all you really need to know at this point. That covers everything. Because the big thing is, he has to decide that. Mm -hmm. From what I've been told by two sources, independent of each other, that I trust, that Michigan State has gone all out. And when I say Michigan State, of course I mean the money. And we know who we're talking about here. Ishbia specifically is driving this bus. But that Michigan State, and when I say that, I mean, you know, Haller and the other power brokers at the school are not stopping it. And they're not just biting their tongue and going through with it either. That they're okay with it. They support it. That's where we are. Mm -hmm. Someone reported the ball is in Urban Meyer's court. I think that's a fair way to put it. He has to decide. Does he want to do this or does he not? I hope he wants to. That's all I can say to you. If he wants to be Michigan State's coach, he will be. It's up to him. So you're saying Michigan State has done everything they could do? My understanding, yes. Now, again, just because I have two sources on this who have been good to me throughout my entire career that I trust on this stuff doesn't mean that that's 100% right. There are things that they don't know that they don't know. I'm sure of it. But I feel confident, based on my understanding of things from people that I trust who have good track records and credibility, over years. This isn't a new thing, by the way. Yeah, I'm comfortable saying Michigan State. If Urban Meyer doesn't wind up coaching here, it's not because State pulled a typical State and the board got involved and screwed the pooch like with Luke Fickle. 
That's my understanding. That is not what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Michigan State did not trip over its own you-know-what here or shoot itself in the foot. Nope. Nope. In fact, I'm really encouraged by this whole process, regardless of how it turns out. Because Michigan State, based on what I've been told from these two sources, did what I didn't think they would do. What I didn't know they were capable of. Frankly, I would have betted everything against it. That they've coalesced and come together and put aside the BS at the most important time in the history of the program. Mm -hmm. With everything that's at stake and everything that's changing in the league next year and how bad things are right now. And the chance, the specter of being left in the dust at this moment, they realized it. And it didn't take 49 to nothing to make that happen. This past weekend. A lot of people are saying that. My understanding is this started, they got serious well before that. Mm -hmm. But I'm encouraged by that. Something else, though, I would warn people. There are people out there thinking, I've heard this take. Oh, even if they don't land Urban Meyer, like, think about with, with what they're willing to commit to him. Man, they'll do that for whoever they wind up with and think about the sky's the limit there. I don't think it works that way. And here's why. I don't know how much, I don't know what percentage Ishbia's fronting versus other donors and state. I don't know that. But what, I, what I'm confident saying is I don't think the big money interest at Michigan State will be as excited and engaged about Mike Elko, for example, as they are Urban Meyer. So just because the billionaires are willing to line up this amount of money for the the whale that they want to reel in, it doesn't mean that that money is still out there for a second or third option. doesn't work that way. I wouldn't bank on that. But for what we can control for now and what I've been told, I am encouraged. Okay? That's all I got for you. Is that okay. fair? That's fair. Is there anything else? Like, if there's a question you can ask and I can do my best, if I know, I'll tell you the best I can. If I don't, I'll just tell you. Do you know of any other candidates that they're considering? <sighs> I've got two names, but they're both from individual sources. Oh, okay. I'm not a reporter anymore. I can just say it. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, go for it. If one, you're comfortable with that. Yeah, one source is telling me that, that well, first let me say this. Michigan State does not have all of its eggs in the Urban Meyer basket, is That's what I've good. been told. That's been told. I've, I've corroborated that. Mm -hmm. That they've, they're doing their homework, that Haller is running the search with, with the firm and taking care of business. It's not Urban Meyer or bust. Okay? Okay. That makes me feel good because that's what I'm telling you fans and listeners not to get hung up on. Don't get sold on one guy. There are two names I have been told as recently as yesterday. Now... I'm just told there's, there's been some preliminary discussions. Remember, coaches in season aren't going to interview yet. But you can still gauge interest and, and sort of start, start to lay a groundwork of talks through agents and back channels and proxies, right? Mm -hmm. That's where we are with these two names. I don't have these on multiple sourcing, but I have, one for, I have two names. One comes from um, these same two sources each. Ready? Elko. And then this one, that didn't surprise me because Elko is going to be an in vogue name at Duke. Right. This one did. Jonathan, Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. Are Beavers? Yes. Okay. That surprised me. Isn't he like an Oregon guy? 
He played there. He played quarterback there. I don't know if he's ever Oregon State guy. I don't know if he's ever been east of the Rockies. Mm -hmm. But then I, you know, when I told this, I was floored. I was like, "What the hell are they messing around with this guy for?" But you know what? College football is different now, isn't it? It's not the same recruiting wise. You used to have to have like built in pipelines in your, you know, recruiting neighborhood. But now you just walk in with a bag of cash and you can get anyone from any part of the country that you've never even been to. Right. So I don't know if that matters as much anymore. I like what he's built at Oregon State. They're a power running attack and super physical on defense. I love that. I just don't know if that would. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I do know this. It's time for a break. Offensive-minded, I'm Beanie. This is the Game 738. There's only one station in Lansing that you've depended on for sports for over 30 years. Some call us by our government-given name of WVFN East Lansing. You can call us by the name the people of Lansing know us by. And that name is The Game. 730 AM. Start your weekday morning with the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout. Middays with Mike Greenberg. Offensive-minded with Beanie Howell. And The Huge Show with Bill Simon. We're a force to be reckoned with. We're Lansing's only sports station. The game, 7.30 a.m. East Lansing, a town square media station. We're the station you've turned to for sports for over 30 years. The game, 7.30 a.m. Range 5, line up. From Comerica Park to Jackson Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30 a.m. There's a long history of radio superstars that have come and gone in the Lansing area sports radio, daddy. Legendary names like Mike Petlowski, David the Mad Dog, DeMarco, Brock Palmbush, and Timmy Stout. But only one man has the intelligence, the intestinal fortitude, a girthy medulla oblongata, if you will. That man is Beanie Howell, daddy. Benny Howell, you've been to the top of the mountain. You've wined and dined with kings and queens, and you've dined in the second-best production studio in the building on protein shakes and poking beans. But let there be no mistake, only one man will rise and step to the microphone to become world champion of Lansing Area Sports Talk Radio, and that man is Benny Howell, daddy. Put your hands on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. And help me welcome him now to the airwaves. Hard times. Hard times. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. All right, it's a Bean Counter Contest edition of the show today. A chance for you to win a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse of Downtown Lansing. Just by correctly predicting the total combined points between Michigan State and Minnesota tomorrow without going over. All right. You know all the ways to weigh in. Phone line 517 300 4263. Email the show beanie at wvfnam.com. You can send over a Facebook message or comment. Just search Facebook for the game 7 30 a.m. to do that. Or use the free game 7 30 a.m. app. Click chat in the main menu, sends over a free text message to us. All right. Cool. 
Spinebender and Hazlitt has done that. Dr. J, he wants 34. That's taken, right? Right. So he can have 33. All right. We'll put you down for 33. Okay. Oh, he also says he has an idea for what we should call Michigan State's quest for Urban Meyer. Okay. He says, Project Skull and Crossbones. Hmm. You like I that? like it. Project Jolly Roger. That one's better. Okay. Um, he thinks State should go for it and hire Urban Meyer. He says, he gives us an H... H.L. Mencken quote, you know, the journalist and writer, quote, every normal man must be tempted at times to spit on his hands, hoist the black flag, and begin slitting throats. Ooh. Wow. That's some dark stuff. <laughs> That's very metal. <laughs> you went very dark. <laughs> he says, it's time MSU does what they need to do to hoist the flag. Skull and crossbones, baby. Not fond of Urban Meyer personally, but it would be a huge hire. It would show we're serious for sure. Yeah, I agree. That's true. It's hard to find Hall of Fame level coaches who are available, mm -hmm. too. 517-300-4263. Dan in Delta Township. What's up, man? Hey, Brandon. How you doing today? I'm good. Do you have a pick for us? Well, from what I heard... Your last one, that mine might be a little bit too high. I'm going to take uh, 50 if it's available. It is. For reference, the over-under is 40. Okay, is that, I guess I, I have not watched a minute of Minnesota this year, so I know nothing about their offense or defense or special teams. They're bad offensively, although they have the Big Ten's leading rusher, at Taylor Kid. Uh, they cannot throw the ball. Their new quarterback, he has a very long Greek name that I'll surely butcher, so I won't even attempt, but he's not very good. And their defense, I would say, is average. So, um, yeah. And by the way, I think it's supposed to be rainy. Okay, I knew the weather was supposed to be cold or cool, if nothing else. I didn't know about their precipitation. But, well, hold on. You know. Let me see if that's because yesterday we're saying rain. Now they say tomorrow a high of 35 uh, 62% chance of, uh, or 62% humidity, cloudy with maybe some, some flurries toward the end of the game. All right, so it's not going to rain now. Okay. <laughs> All right, anything else? Not today. Have a good weekend. Okay, you too, man. Dr. J, did I satisfy all of your Urban Meyer questions and coaching search thoughts? I think so. I just, you I'm, sure? I'm getting my hopes up. Which I know is bad. In question. In <laughs> question. Is that David S. Pumpkins? Yeah, it's a <laughs> special treat for you. Dr. J is a big fan of the SNL Tom Hanks skit, David S. Pumpkins. I love David Pumpkins. She had never seen it. It's like six years old. I showed it to her last night. <laughs> she lost her mind. It's so good. Preguntas. He's from Ibiza. <laughs> the song is catchy. It's great. It's unsettling, but catchy. Where is he from? Before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Randy. Bass Boat Randy now. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you serious? What do you say? Every week. It started with Hefe in Rives Junction. Oh, no. Now Bass Boat Randy wants in. He says, quote... I'll take 69, baby. Nice. <laughs> children. They're children. 
messaging into this program. <laughs> Why can't you guys be more like me? Distinguished, erudite, learned, a gentleman. Yeah, that's how I would describe you. A gentleman. That's what I've been told. Uh-huh. That's what people say all the time. Yeah, sure. Okay, anyway, yes. He can have that, right? Mm-hmm. You guys do know the over-under is 40, though, for this game. But that doesn't fit the bit. All right. 517-300-4263. Caller, you're on the air. Who is it? Oh, JC from Lansing. Boy, that was quick. Yeah, we're, we're moving fast today. People talking about 69 and everything. It's, it's great. It's a real fast fire Friday. What's up, man? Yeah, well, I'll pick 44. I think that's available, isn't it? It is. Cool. Okay. Yep. What else? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Urban Meyer, I was like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. But now I... I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm kind of split. I don't know what I think everybody is, aren't they, kind of? Well, why Ryan, would – yeah, tell me why you were originally against it. Oh, all this – just background when he was in the pros with other stuff. And when he was at Florida, he had uh, – what was it? Uh, Aaron um, – Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he, you know, from what the sources say, that he, he – uh, he kept him on the squad. Yeah, he had a lot of guys with issues at Florida yeah, he, in particular. Yeah, right, and it wasn't just for him, one. Right. You know, and then there was some things at Ohio State. And, like know, and, and like all, what? I, I, what at I Ohio like State? He, well, I don't like the way he said he wanted to quit coaching where he was coaching for Florida for mm-hmm. health reasons and everything. And then he knew, I swear, Everybody said, well, he knew the Ohio State job was opening up. And that's why he did that. And boom, all of a sudden, his health reasons weren't a problem again. Remember that? Well, I don't know if that's he knew it. There was a, a good year and a half in between. You know, remember, he did a full season calling games for ESPN before, you know, he was the Ohio State coach. Right, right. But he said he had to quit coaching because of health reasons. Well, he did go to the hospital for chest pain because he thought he was having a heart attack, but they diagnosed him with acid reflux. So, yeah. Well, I, we, had a good, we, we had a coach with a heart problem, and he was a damn good coach with Antonio. Yeah. God, I wish he was, I wish he was younger, and we still had him. You know? so, so where are you on Urban Meyer then? Are, are you still against it? Yes, I want to go younger and something, because I think if he, gets him, if he gets him to the promised land within a couple years, and he's got a five-tier time. He's gone. It doesn't matter. You know, he, he's – I want somebody that's going to be here, like the guy from uh, Oregon State, somebody young like that. Or, you know, another name I would really – I would have him talk to is the Lions offensive coordinator. Well, he's going to be he's a head coach guy. in the NFL. He's, he's not taking a college job, right? Well, that's what I hear. But, you know – Well, he could have been – if he wanted to, he would be the Carolina Panthers head coach right now, but he told them no thanks. So, I, that's just a pie-in-the-sky fantasy. And plus – I know. Plus, know. like, why would you mind. even – why would you want a guy who's never recruited before? True. Well, somebody had – you had to start somewhere. Yeah, well, I would like right. him to at least have cut his chops recruiting somewhere, wouldn't you? Well, I know about some – what about some of the guys that never – Somebody's got to start. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, but not here. This is a top twenty job. Let them start somewhere else and build up some. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, some. Well, that's why I like the guy from Oregon State. But I guess from what you were saying, he was an Oregon State. Yes, player. he played quarterback he there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. It'd be hard to get him. Oh, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think it'd be hard to get him because I think you're going to see a run on Pac-12 coaches this offseason because the the conference is going away, right? And there's a lot of schools oh, right. that are yeah, look, right. You're right. Oh, especially you're right. okay. So I bet I bet the Oregon State and Washington State coaches both have new jobs next year because of the uncertainty those football programs face with no conference going forward um they, they don't the first of all they don't have the kind of war chests that michigan state does to begin with and they certainly won't going forward because they have no contract with a, a tv deal because they don't have a conference right true that's true yeah all right man appreciate the call good to hear from jc you're in the drawing too yeah i don't think it would be hard to get jonathan smith or jake dickert oregon state and washington state coaches respectively I think they're both gone. They're both going to get better jobs. Well, that would make sense, yeah. There's so much uncertainty at those schools. Like, can they afford to say no? Probably not. Yeah. I don't think it'd be... That's not my point against Jonathan Smith. My point against him is he has no, like, Big Ten bona fides. He has no Midwest bona fides. That's what I'm concerned about. But then again, you know, I think about it, and does it matter that much anymore? Recruiting is different. You can just bring a bag of money now. It's out in the open. You can do that, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if Michigan State wants either of those guys, they'll get them. Oregon State is paying Jonathan Smith $4.85 million per year. So, yeah, you know, State can definitely outbid them. Uh, What's Dickert make? I bet even less. Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Listen to this. His current contract with Washington State is $13.5 million over five years. So less than $3 million a year. Only $7.5 million is fully guaranteed. Hmm. Yeah. He's making two point eight this year. I mean, State could easily triple that. So, yeah. They could get either of those guys if they want them. I'm, I'm sure of it. I just don't know if they do. By the way, Dr. J, the mayor of Holt, has entered the chat. We must stop the presses. <laughs> Royalty is on the program. John Freeberg wants 41. Uh, yes. You got it. You're in the bean counter, John. Appreciate it. All right. I think I need to hit. Let's do one more break. Okay. Let's go to break. We'll come back and wrap it up. It's offensive-minded. I'm Beanie. This is the game, 7.30 a.m. It's the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on the Lansing Sports Network, the Big Talker, 1240 WJIM, and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, a tradition in Lansing for over 20 years. With your hosts, the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell, powered by White Law PLLC. Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, and Chandler's Top Shelf. This is the White Law PLLC Tailgate Hellgate Show. Sure, you could listen to Static. <laughs> or you could get the free Game 730 AM mobile app in your app store today and listen longer without the interruptions from the Static. Listen live to all your favorite moments in sports and hear all the action. The Game 730 AM app also has tons of great restaurant deals for you. It's waiting for you right now in the app store today. The Game 730 AM app is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. You could say we know a thing or two about sports. Let's go! We've only been doing it 
been for 30 years. We're the game, 7.30 a.m. Still time for you to get into the bean counter contest. Total points between state and Minnesota tomorrow. Price is right rules. You can't go over. Whoever's closest wins a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse of downtown Lansing. Back out to the phone line for Gary and Lansing. Hi, Gary. What you got? Okay. Since money is no object, let's hire DeBoer from Washington. And that way, we will keep the two West Coast quarterbacks. Good idea. I like that. He would be my top choice. I, obviously, I want Urban Meyer. Everybody knows that. But if you can't get that, yes, I would go Kalen DeBoer. I think the world of him. And um, I hope they at least try. Because you know what? If they, don't, if they try and they don't get him, you still win because you cost a new conference rival money, right? Like you drive up the price for him. Right. And uh, we got oh, your yeah. bean counter I mean, contest pick over the... As much as the other people make. Say that again. I'm sorry. I say his money that he makes probably is not ten million. No, but uh, Washington did just give him a raise in the offseason, and they're going to give him another one. Obviously, I mean they're they're just as good, if not better, this year. Let me see. They raised him up last year to okay. They they bumped him up to three point one million. So I mean he probably will get up to five with them right in the offseason. State could definitely outdo that, I'm sure. But he does have a $10 million buyout, which means State will have to pay $10 million just to get him. All right? Okay, cool. Thanks, thanks, Gary. You're all set. We got his pick over the break. What was it, Dr. J? It was 39. Okay, he's in. Let me go to see. David, is that you? That's me. Hey, Dave, That's go me. ahead. You, you want in the contest? Oh, yeah, why not? 49. Dr. J, is that available? Yes, it is. You got it. Too bad you didn't have that pick last right. week. <laughs> you would have won. Yeah, I went 77 last week, but State let me down. I thought they'd get at least 28 points, but uh, they couldn't manage it. So You think yeah. higher of them so, than most of yeah. us. Uh, what else did you want to talk about? Well, something I heard a little bit about at the beginning of the year, and then it's dropped off. How many more players have we lost to fixing games? I know that one team lost most of their backfield uh, right at the start of the season. I think they were trying to... Iowa State. Yeah. Iowa State had several players charged for... um, Well, they were gambling on games that they were playing in. Uh, Iowa had some players, too. Um, Who else were you... Was that it, or were you talking about other schools? Because I can't remember. Well, no, I don't know. It's like there's a black hole out there. I've Googled it. They haven't gotten too far with it. I, I think there's probably more there that the, the you know, you know, it's just like the deal with uh, the ex-coach here. They, they wouldn't have talked about him until somebody broke the news, you know, and mm-hmm. they were going to let it go forever. And uh, I'm sure that they're going to hush up any players uh, gambling away. I mean, uh, we don't need more Pete Roses, but I, I just, I, 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 between the way that the portal is working, the way that the IL money is going around, I and the fact that you can gamble on anything nowadays, you know, which way is a frog going to jump? Uh, I, I think that it's going to be the death knell for an awful lot of amateur sports and probably pro sports too. I don't know. I mean, we've we've had it in pro sports forever, and it's been okay, right? Uh, to us, Pete Rose, what do you thought? Yeah, uh, but it hasn't. They, they've they've done a good job of protecting the integrity. Of the sports, though, is what I mean. Yeah, there have been, you know, singular people who have suffered. 
Well, yeah. How many? How, how much money did one referee make in basketball? Yeah, Tim Donaghy. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. But let me ask you: okay. Like, do you doubt yeah, yeah. that like the NFL games? Are you suspicious? For example, the NFL games are fixed. I. That sounds like a yes. <laughs> teams, teams kick field goals at the end of the game just for the idea of kicking field goals. Are they beating the spread or not? They're already up by twenty, and it's no seconds left to go. Are they trying to rub it in? I mean, is it the old uh, Woody deal? I, I took two because I couldn't do three. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't have the time to chase it, but I would I, I would wonder what would happen. You check to see what happened with these guys. There was one last weekend that somebody kicked a field goal. They're up by 20 points. They kicked a field goal. They're up by 23. Whoopie you do. You know, they, were, they already had all the style points they needed, but what was the point spread of that game? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, uh, but I also think the NFL is pretty militant against guys, you know, for, for doing that, and especially the NFL. So, I don't know. I mean, sure, yeah, there's always the a specter maybe, of it. But, but, mm-hmm, but uh, you get down to college ranks mm-hmm. and things like that where there's not the money out there per se, uh, but there's just much money, dark money, betting true. money. That's I mean, true. what would it take to corrupt uh, a ref, you know? Well, all he needs yeah. is one pass inbounds or out of bounds. You know, I, I don't know, but I just worry there's so much money floating around out there. And is this the tip of an iceberg, or are we getting report? Or are we getting every bit of news about it, or is it something that they're just blowing off? We don't want to hear about that. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I got to leave it there. I'm running out of time, and I do want to get one last bit in here because I'm seeing this come across Twitter now. I've I've heard this. Uh, this has been big in the message board circles, and. I've heard some Ohio State people talk about this. Now people are reporting it. Now, this is an Ohio State fan publication, the Silver Bulletin. But they are reporting now. uh, Michigan is accused of hacking into Ohio State cloud servers to access practice videos as part of the signal-stealing scandal. Other Big Ten teams are reportedly hesitant to upload their own practice videos to their own uh, servers as a result. Yikes. So I had heard this. I had heard this, but again, I I don't know. I mean, it's... I would feel better about this story if it was coming from like Yahoo, like everything else has come from recently. But I'm not trying to cast aspersions on it because I had heard this. But speaking of gambling, hey, here's all I can tell you. I don't think this is any secret. There are a lot of Michigan-connected people out there, publicly and otherwise, saying it's going to get worse before it gets better, their whole scandal situation. Mm-hmm. I've privately been told the same thing by... I, I don't have as many Michigan connections, clearly, but I do have a couple that I trust have been good to me over the years. I've been told that. I've asked specifically, because my suspicion, along with Chris Solari, we talked about this on air a little bit last week, It'll get real messy if gambling is involved. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. People are spitballing that. We'll see. I do know U.S. Integrity, which is like this third party that oversees like gambling gambling irregularities. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that popped those players we were just talking about. They have issued an alert to every sports book to be vigilant about Michigan point spreads because of the cheating scandal. Uh-oh. And they're looking into it. Now, no books, no books have pulled Michigan's point spread off from last week. But they're on by now, so they have a week to figure this out. Just stay tuned to that, okay?
Well, that about does it for us. Have a good pre-Halloween weekend. Maybe Michigan State will do something nice, but probably not. We'll be back on Monday. Will there be a coach? Probably not, but we'll talk about it. Bye, Dr. J. Have a good weekend. Bye, you too. Everybody else, until Monday, 4 to 6. Have a good one. Be safe. Be good.